It is Wednesday, November 16th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. No change atop the college football playoff rankings. And Michigan State and Kansas get wins in the Champions Classic. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is Straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Top four remain unchanged in the college football playoff standings. Some injury news around the NFL. And Michigan State and Kansas both get wins in the Champions Classic. The Vegas lead is going to be the college football playoff rankings, AJ. No change. In the top, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU round out your top four. Pretty easy, right? All four Seems are 10 that way, and yeah. 0. Uh, We know this thing is going to play itself out. We'll get to that in just a moment. But the rest of the top 10, we have ten- Tennessee at number five at 9-1. and one. LSU at 8-2 and two is number six. LSU and Georgia will meet in the SEC championship game. You have USC at number seven. They seem to be the Pac-12's last hope. Uh, Alabama is at eight, Clemson at nine, and Utah is at ten. Let's talk about the games this weekend that matter to the teams that are involved. And let's USC UCLA is one. Uh, USC kind of was the they came out unscathed of the flames that was mm-hmm. the Pac-12 last weekend. Uh, Oregon goes down. UCLA UCLA goes down to Arizona. Yeah. Wolf. Terrible. Uh, but USC walks out of there, and here they are, a one-loss team with a big brand name. All they've got to – if USC wins the rest of their games, mm-hmm. I believe USC goes to the playoff. Well, right now they're ranked seventh. So you're asking them to leapfrog a couple of teams. It would be easy to leapfrog the two SEC teams that are ahead of them in LSU and Tennessee as long as Georgia wins out and wins sure. the SEC championship game because then USC, as a one-loss Pac-12 champ, would leapfrog Tennessee. And would have an extra game that Tennessee yes, doesn't have. but they would leapfrog Tennessee, who d- doesn't play in their conference championship game, and they would obviously leapfrog a three-loss LSU team. So right then, you put them at the bare minimum number five, and guess what? Ohio State Two and three play, play each other. So I think you're absolutely right. USC is in control of its own path. As long as they win out, they will be a one-loss Pac-12 champion, and they will be in the college football playoff. I guess – well, actually, I shouldn't say that. Because what if LSU does wind up beating Georgia in the SEC championship game? Then you're going to have a debate on your hands. Sure. But I'd, I'd say USC, if they win out, Ninety percent. I think that's probably that's a very fair number. Uh, TCU is at Baylor this weekend. TCU played one of its best games of the season. Uh, got a road win in impressive fashion. A, a win with their defense, mm-hmm. which yeah. that was the big question about TCU. So uh, beating beating Texas at Texas was a big deal for them. Uh, this is the the first time I've really looked at TCU and said, okay, maybe so. If it, it, they've been very very lucky this season. Nothing really lucky about last weekend. I mean, it, there was some some acting by their punter, but <laughs> kudos to him. God bless him. Uh, Tennessee plays South Carolina. Not much well, to see just, here. Real quick on TCU. 
Win out and you're in. Win out, you're in. Yeah. Lose Unde- a game, you're undefeated out. Undefeated Power Five champ is in, no matter what. But if you're TCU, lose one game, you're out. Yeah, yeah. You might have a case, but probably not. Uh, then let's look at Tennessee is at South Carolina. Not a lot to see here. Tennessee should take care of business. Tennessee is one of the teams that's got to kind of take care of business and hope and for hope a for, little bit of chaos. Hope for some chaos, but not a lot. I don't not think too they much. need a lot. I, as long as Georgia wins and and we have the Ohio State Michigan winner, a TCU loss, a USC loss, like yeah. it doesn't take a lot. A Clemson loss. It doesn't take a lot for Tennessee to get in. Speaking of Clemson, Miami is at Clemson. Uh, the ACC is in the worst shape of the Power Five conferences to get a team in. Yeah. Um, Clemson has not looked good this year. North Carolina doesn't seem to be overly respected. No. Well, here's something that it's important to acknowledge. We are here at this, at this point of the college football playoff rankings, this incarnation at week 12 of the college football season, no team has been ranked outside the top 10 at this point and made the college football playoff. Yeah. The lowest team at this point in the rankings was Michigan State in 2015 and Oklahoma in 2019. Both of those teams were ranked ninth. So right now you look at anybody below 10 and you almost have to say, no chance. And that does mean a one-loss North Carolina team. Now, here's the one thing I would say for North Carolina that works in their favor. They have their ch- they have the chance in the next, I guess they're ne- they've got four games left, assuming they make the ACC championship game. In those four games, they would be able to have three of their big their th- their three biggest wins of the season because they could beat North Carolina State and they could beat Clemson twice. And to to date, no, that Clemson game is the ACC championship game. Oh, yeah, they don't have to play Clemson regular season. You're right. Mm-hmm. So in the next three weeks, they'd have their two biggest games. Yeah. Right now, their best win is what? At Wake Forest? Last week? Is that their best win? I yeah. think it is. I mean, it, there's not a lot of quality wins. Well, it's interesting. You can't right? feel bad for North Carolina if they don't get it because with this schedule, you should have to go undefeated. I, yeah, I mean, because they needed the win over Notre Dame. Yeah. And had they beat Notre Dame, we'd be talking about them just like TCU. Yeah. Win the rest of your games mm-hmm. and you're in. Mm-hmm. But they they did not do that. So thus we are not talking about them like that. Uh, Illinois is at Michigan. Illinois is a good team, um, which is more than you could say for a lot of the teams that that Michigan has played this year. But we expect Michigan to take care of business. Ohio State should take care of Maryland, and those two teams it's will play it. next week. And there's a look ahead spot for both of them. So yep, gotta be a little careful. And then Georgia is at Kentucky. Um, not a lot to see here. Although, if Georgia were to lose, suddenly that opens up the idea that you know there's only one team from the SEC that gets in, or that suddenly, you know, Tennessee the doors open for them not not to win the SEC championship, but to- yeah, if Georgia loses a game, that's it. Like that's it's it's. If the winner they, of the SEC championship gets in. Yeah, well, that loss could be – but unless – no, unless that Georgia loss is in the SEC championship game. Oh, and you're saying, in anyway. You're saying if Georgia loses to Kentucky or Georgia Tech. Yes. No, no, if Georgia loses to LSU in the SEC championship game – They're still in. Georgia and LSU are both in the college football play. I still think LSU is a question mark, but – Not going to happen. I, I understand what you're the, saying. They would become the first two-loss team to get into the playoff. Some fallout, A.J., after the Eagles' loss, the first loss of the season on Monday Night Football. Tight end Dallas Goddard, 
who fumbled on that play where the <laughs> face mask was not called. Uh, he suffered a shoulder injury on that play, and he is expected to miss an extended period of time. No decision has been made, though, as to whether or not they're going to place him on IR. Yeah, it's a tough break for them. A guy who made Zach Ertz expendable for this team a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, he feels like he's a, a key part of that offense. And with some other health issues up in the air following that game, namely A.J. Brown, you have to wonder if is this like Philadelphia has been a very lucky team from a health standpoint. Sure. I'll be hitting them at the wrong time. Yeah. The spread in that game against the Colts coming up on Sunday is at six and a half. If only there was a daily podcast that said bet the plus eight when you had the chance. Hmm. Wonder where you can listen to a show like that. <laughs> You'd be, be blessed if you could find a show like that uh, elsewhere in the NFL. Speaking of the, uh, the Colts, Colt's going to be without Darius Leonard, who is having a second surgical procedure on his back. He likes to be called Shaq now. Oh, sorry. Shaq. Just, just, I mean, that's what he said. He said he wants to be called Shaq. You're right. I got to be better. I got to be better. Shaq Leonard underwent his second back surgery (laughs) in five months yesterday, uh, and that's probably going to be the end of his season. So, really, a guy guy who was – Coming into this year, considered one of the best in the in the business, yep. has has not been good. Uh, is a three time All Pro who's mm-hmm. been really just a bad player this year. He's hopeful. I'm I'm sure that this is uh, what what fi- it fixes what ails, and this is his third surgery since last summer. Damn. So uh, Shaq Leonard done for the year. Speaking of surgery, Cooper Cup's going to have ankle surgery, so he's on IR. He's going to miss at least four games. Sean McVay did not rule out the possibility of Cup coming back during the regular season, but what this means is that... (laughs) I'm I'm listening with anticipation. What does it mean for the Rams' offense? Allen Robinson. Oh, he's going to exist now? He's going... Listen, Allen Robinson has stepped up the past couple of weeks. He's actually... Uh, been okay. I think four games. Look, he's put together. <laughs> he's put together in the last four games like a Cooper Cup game, where because <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the last four games combined, Allen Robinson has had I think seventeen catches, one hundred and eighty-five yards, a touchdown. That's like a Cooper Cup regular game. So he's emerged now, and he's going to have to be the number one wide receiver for this offense that absolutely needs to wake up. The Rams are four-point dogs in New Orleans on Sunday. The look-ahead line was not Rams plus four. I can guarantee you that. So this is going to be one that, that, that we absolutely have to monitor and watch. But, yeah, Allen Robinson has stepped up lately over the past couple of games. We'll see if he can step into this number one wide receiver role. That means Van Jefferson then moves into Allen Robinson's old role of being on the field and never seeing the ball. Yes. Congratulations to yes. Van Jefferson on your promotion. Uh, Khalil Herbert, the Bears running back who's – had a really fine season, to be honest. Uh, he is their second leading rusher, six yards per carry. Uh, the it's tied with Bears Tony number, Pollard. Bears are the best running team in the NFL. Yeah, six hundred forty-three rushes on one hundred eight carries, uh, and he is now being placed on the IR. Suffered a hip injury, and this is kind of what you like. He's a backup running back. I get it, but he's also on the kick return team. Gets injured on a kick return. 
Uh, he's returned five kicks this season, and this one puts him out for mm-hmm. some time. Bad break for an offense that was finally kind of hitting its stride. Uh, they're going to now take a look at sixth-round rookie Treston Ebner out of Baylor. Uh, to see if he, how he handles backup snaps for David Montgomery. Although would, it seems like Justin Fields has become yeah, the number one running back I, I on this team. I will not be picking up Ebner on my fantasy. I think that's probably a safe play, just to, uh, to leave him alone. Nikola Jokic, for the Nuggets, entered health and safety protocols. AJ, I gotta be honest, like, I'm not trying to make this a COVID conversation, but... I didn't know that this still existed in the NBA. Yeah, and there's not everyday testing anymore in the NBA, but if you have someone test positive in your household or you display symptoms, you go into protocols. Now, protocols don't mean that you have COVID, but it just means that you've got to undergo some testing. I'm sure the the Nuggets would like to get him cleared for tonight's game. I don't know if that's possible, though. I think he's, he's out for tonight, I, and that's the uh, that dims the brakes. Mackenzie, what was the line movement pre-Jokic and then post-announcement that he wasn't playing? So the Nuggets were nine-point favorites very briefly. Now they're five-point favorites, and I think Jokic is worth a lot more than four points, so I think the market is giving us an inkling that there is some chance he is cleared and could play. Do you think that's an accurate assessment of what the line should move, the line move should be like? I feel like it's a little light. I feel like Jokic being out should be worth about five, six points, only a four-point move. Tells me either it's a light adjustment and there's some value on the Nuggets, or value on the Knicks, rather, or maybe he plays. COVID isn't what it used to be. Not so scary. Maybe he gets cleared. <laughs> well, what about this idea of betting on a team when the star player gets ruled out? Because we saw the spread, I guess, get affected when Zion Williamson was announced out last night against the Grizzlies. And yet the Pelicans still won that game. Yes. In general, and I think this is as true as ever in the NBA, players that you've heard of being announced out, the market tends to overreact. Zion Williamson being out, big movement. Guys you haven't heard of that are role players that are significant contributors like Desmond Bain being out, market doesn't react nearly enough usually. Usually there's value playing on that side. So LeBron James being out, maybe value on the Lakers. Patrick Beverly being out. Maybe, you know, the market's probably not going to move at all. Yeah. Might, might affect it more than, than you think. Let's take a look at another game coming up uh, for tonight. The Warriors are in Phoenix to play the Suns. Phoenix, a point-and-a-half favorite over the Dubs. This, without Chris Paul being cleared back in action, it's all about the Warriors being road dogs this year. 0-7. I looked back, usually champions coming back. Perform well on the road. They rise to the moment. People buying tickets to boo them. 64% ATS defending champions in the first month of the season. The Warriors are 0-7, though. So they are not fitting the bill. Lots of problems with the Warriors. James Wiseman demoted. He says it wasn't a demotion, but he's going to go to the G League. They had a new rotation. It's actually been working a little bit better. I think there's some optimism, but it's been rough so far. So you're saying he's not going to be a traveling member of the Golden State Warriors anymore? Not for at least 10 days, but says that, Steve Kerr. But that's not a demotion. No, because Santa Got Cruz, it. you know, there's some great views over there. Yeah, yeah. the Santa nice Cruz arena. Warriors. You know, maybe, hey, maybe we get to see Wiseman in Vegas if they come play the G League <laughs> Ignite, you know? I'll root them up. <laughs> Do you think there's going to be some regression to the mean here with the Warriors? Because, as you mentioned, usually defending champs do well on the road early in the season? Yes, I, I think the I could only look at the Warriors here. They've they've heard they've heard the stories too much. Zero and seven, zero and eight. They're they're tired of hearing it. I feel like they got to respond. 
And that's why they're making they're making major moves at the rotation because they realize they got to play a lot better. And I think they do. Champions Classic got underway last night. Started off with a double overtime thriller. Kentucky and Michigan State go to two overtimes. Michigan State wins 86-77. And I mentioned last night, Kentucky's going to be trying a lot of new things. They're, they're putting in a lot of new pieces. Well, turns out Oscar Shibway in his first game back looked phenomenal. 22 points on 9 of 17 shooting, 18 rebounds, 4 blocks. Oscar Shibway is not why the uh, not why the Wildcats lost. They just did not shoot the ball well. They've had some really good shooting their first couple games. Last night, 7 of 25 from beyond the arc. Uh, I mentioned Joey Hauser has to be better than he was in that game on the boat. Mm-hmm. He was. i got to be honest, this game was not as fun to watch as the one on the boat. No? Well, there were more shots went in. <laughs> uh, 8 of 16, 23 points for Hauser. Listen, Michigan State is proving a lot of people wrong. They're going to they, be ranked they, next week. They've got to be. Yeah. I mean, they're two and one. You almost beat Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. You do beat Kentucky. Couple, couple good showings so far for a Spartan team that, let's face it, just did not have a lot of high expectations coming into the year. And in the other matchup, Kansas, the beak, comes from behind 69-64 winners over Duke who, I mean, Duke was, it seemed like, kind of in control of this game. And the last five minutes did the Dukies in. I know you actually had some action on this game. Yeah, I took the, I took Duke. Remember uh, on yesterday's show, I, I said Michigan State and Duke were the plays. Yeah, Michigan State did well, winning outright as the, as the heavy dog. Uh, but Duke, this line was all over the place. Went from, you know, Duke to being a favorite. Yeah. Then down to a pick em. Uh, so I took Duke at a pick'em, and in the second half, they really took control of the game. They were up, looked like they were going to head towards a victory. But you know, when crunch time came along, and and I always say this, I feel like crunch time is where coaching comes into play. Like your players are going to get you through the bulk of the game, but coaching comes into play when the game is on the line in the final three minutes or so. And this might have been the first test for John Shire at Duke, and they did not perform in the final minutes. Three of 21 from outside for Duke. Now, Kansas was three of 19, so not much better. Yeah, a couple of those threes, though, came in the, the closing seconds. They were down five, and they were just chucked. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got to start making well, them at some sure, point. Sure. Yeah, I guess they, they all count the same, right? Yeah, like if, if, if two more of those go in, You're it's right. a different outcome. You're right. Uh, but, yeah, just a, a rough showing. Jeremy Roach. Kind of pacing the uh, the the Dukies with 16 points on six of uh, seven six of 17 shooting. So not a not an efficient night by any stretch. And this was a a, a nice showing for Jalen Wilson, who has been super solid on offense so far this year. He puts up 25 and pulls down 11 boards in the win. We got big college basketball news. Mattress Mac has placed his next big wager, $500,000 on the Houston Cougars to win the College Basketball National Championship. I should have guessed. Would make him $5 million. Houston, currently the number three ranked team in the nation, 3-0 on the season. There are 30-point favorites tonight against Texas Southern. Boy, it would be an 
some story if they lose that game. <laughs> yeah, that would be some story indeed. Uh, right. Mattress Mac and Texas Southern just beat Houston. <laughs> now there's some listen, Texas Southern also in Houston, so he won't badmouth them too much. He needs all the business he can get, baby. All all business is good business. A uh, couple big games in college hoops tonight besides the Texas Southern versus Houston matchup. Uh, probably the headliner, Gonzaga at Texas. Number two, Gonzaga at number 11, Texas. A lot of optimism for Texas. In fact, there's differing numbers out there on the board. You can get Texas minus one. You can get Texas plus one. Ooh. There are pickums out there. So this is a closely lined game. So what you're saying is I can get Gonzaga at plus one. And Gonzaga at minus one. You can. Yeah, that's the amazing thing about these lines. Or you can get Gonzaga at pick. Either way, should be a fun game. I'm just going to be a viewer tonight. I, I, I've got no skin in the game here. I typically would would worry about Texas. Texas's biggest bugaboo is they're not a good shooting team. Uh, they lost their three best three-point shooters from last year, and they were already a pretty bad three-point shooting team. If this gets into a track meet, and we saw Michigan State's offense last night improve mm-hmm. once you get off that boat, this this game on dry land, <laughs> Gonzaga should be should be a little bit better at, sh- at shot making. I don't want to get involved in any kind of a uh, a track meet with Gonzaga on the other side, but uh, I'm going to sit this one out and just watch one of the best games of the season so far. Iowa is at Seton Hall as well. And this is another one that's lined pretty close. Iowa plus one, Seton Hall minus one, a pick in some spots. Give me the shoe pirates. But listen, I like Seton Hall too. Seton Hall has been dominating so far. These are maybe two of the most different styles you're going to see. One is all offense, no defense. One is all defense, no offense. But Seton Hall plays grown man basketball is what I've said. And – a finesse team like Iowa, you start to bully them around. You never know how that how they'll respond to that. Um, you've got – this is going to be a real test for them up against this defense. I think this is a great, great game on paper. I like Seton Hall at home. I think it's a good home court advantage. Um, but this is it, – it's again, it's a light play for me. Tonight's going to be a watch and learn night about some of these top tier teams. Boy, what a what a great hire Shaheen Holloway was for Seton Hall. I mean, it was it was a foregone conclusion even before they made uh, St. Peter's made that great run in the NCAA tournament. But after seeing what he did with that St. Peter's squad, you know, welcome the former Pirate back home. And uh, so far, he's got that defense playing well through two games. Well, yeah, and they, they two and zero on the unders. Yeah, uh, Seton Hall unders. I won't be playing an under here because. Uh, Iowa has these two teams. I'm two and zero betting Iowa games. Two and zero betting Seton Hall games. Two and zero on Seton Hall unders. Two and zero on Iowa blowing out bad by, like buy games. That's what they do. This is not that though. This is not to me. This isn't a Seton Hall under. This is not Iowa blowing out a bad mm-hmm. team. This is good quality basketball right here. We've got Maction tonight with Eastern Michigan. Seven and a half point dogs at Kent State. Eastern Michigan still without their quarterback, but I like Eastern Michigan here. This Kent State defense is so dreadful. It's hard for me, and I know, again, lots change now with Austin Smith at quarterback, 
but Eastern Michigan still feels like a team that should be able to handle this really bad Kent State offense. What are you, or Kent State defense, pardon me. What do you say? I love dogs in action. Uh, we had, what was it, Bowling Green last night, plus 17, one outright. The scary so. <laughs> thing, I, apparently it's going to be freezing, like literally freezing. Yeah. Uh, it, it, during this game, so any precipitation, any snow, or just going to be icy? Cold? I think it's just going to be cold. I think it's going to be okay. cold. I think it's going to be windy. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know it, how what kind of Kent runs a lot of tempo. It feels like, and, and this is just my feeling, when it's super cold, it's a lot harder to run that that up tempo. Yeah, and plus, like whenever there's two teams that aren't playing for anything, so I like taking the points in that situation. Miami of Ohio, plus one and a half at Northern Illinois. And this is a, a game where Northern Illinois is just a, a pretty weak team on both sides of the ball. Uh, their defense specifically, pass defense, is just awful. If this gets into a track meet, can Rocky Lombardi, or without Rocky Lombardi, can, can they keep up in what would be a track meet? Uh, here, I, my answer is probably not. Mm, so, you like the over 45 and a half? <sighs> Again, now you're asking Miami to score without Rocky Lombardi. I don't, okay. I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, they, they looked so awful against Western Michigan. Um, I, I, I think Miami of Ohio has got to be the play here. And but isn't Blaine Gabbert the quarterback? <laughs> Blaine Gabbert is not the quarterback. It's his brother, it's yeah. Brett Gabbert. <laughs> um, and one last Maxion game. Western Michigan, Central Michigan, 10s, 10.5s out there, Central Michigan favored. Uh, I'll just keep it simple. Central Michigan's a much better team, Mm -hmm. a lot more to play for. I I like Central Michigan here over Western Michigan. This is probably the least competitive game on the board would be be what I would imagine. Uh, Central Michigan, I think, just rolls this team. Well, the NHL season has just been so exciting, especially for me. And it's, anybody it helps when is, you're winning. Yeah, anybody that's gotten on the uh, hockey package this season at pregame.com. Hey, Vegas lost the game last night. That was a shocker. They've lost two straight now. They're still, what? Still 13-4. and four. But you know who didn't lose last night? The Devils. The Devils have won 10 straight games. The Devils never lose, Scott. They, they might never lose again, honestly. They have, they, they've won 10 straight. They've won 13 of their last 14 games. They're 13-3 and three now on the season. It has just been quite the run there in New Jersey. And, it's you know, last night I actually thought about betting against them. You did say, I'm looking for a spot. I, I don't thought, know where it's going to yeah, be. I'm I looking for a spot, it. though. I, I did. I thought about it. And I said, you know what? This, this ain't it? This might be the spot. Jake Allen's been pretty good in net for for Montreal. This might be the spot. And then I said, you know what, Scott? It's like the trends that we give out all the time on the Dream Pod. The trends might not talk you onto a bet, but they'll talk you off of a bet. Is winning 10 a trend? Well, I'm just saying. (laughs) No, I'm saying I I thought about Montreal in this spot, but going against the Devils – like I, I, it wasn't convincing enough for me to bet on the Devils, but it was convincing enough to tell me to not bet against them. Yeah. So I did not bet against them, but I really should have just bet on them because they're incredible. Uh, just three games on the schedule tonight. The Sabers are at the Senators. Ottawa minus one sixty-five total of six and a half. Your TNT doubleheader: the Blues at the Blackhawks. I know Mike. St. Louis minus one sixty-five with a total of six, and then the Kings. 
who are having a nice start to their season, are in Edmonton to take on the Oilers. Oilers minus 145, total of 6.5. If you would like to head to pregame.com, which I highly recommend, and jump on the aforementioned NHL season package or any season package or any daily package, here's the deal we're going to give you. $10 off at pregame.com. AJ, you got a college basketball pick coming up for tonight? I will. I'll tell you what. Use the promo code AJ10, and you'll get $10 off AJ's daily package. Well, that okay. <laughs> I'll give one out tomorrow. Oh, okay. All, all right, right. All right. This is, so this is for you. Okay. So, all right. All right. AJ's going to have a college basketball pick tonight. But Go here's ahead. the deal. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to pull the curtain back a little bit. If you were to get McKenzie's daily package today or Scott's daily package today, you could still use the promo code AJ10 and get $10 off. Are we doing that, really? I'm just hitting okay. people now. You know, no, that's, you know what? Let's do it. Fine. Okay. I'm doing it. McKenzie, you cool with that? Uh, yep. I mean, it was supposed to be an AJ thing, but no, that's, I, that's listen, fine. I don't need all the $10 off mine. I right? get enough accolades around here. Like, so I'm the employee so, of the month so, the last three months in a row. So, I, don't wanna, I don't want you guys so to feel left out. The promo code is going to be AJ10, but feel free to use it on whatever you'd like at pregame.com and get $10 off. It's very generous of you, AJ. Thank you. AJ10 <laughs> is the promo code. Again, $10 off for you, our loyal listeners, uh, at pregame.com. For Mackenzie Rivers and AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM. <laughs>